0: was a good friend of mine? I never... Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you today? I am well, Kyle. How are you? You know what? I'm doing good. I went for a more sedate uh, I... response that time. <laughs> I um Appreciate that. Yeah. But I like the crazy ones too. Just
1: don't get used so, to it because yeah. you could change. <laughs> there's, there's no set
0: rule. So, so, hey, Jeff, when it comes to living the active life, yes, have you ever been beset by a setback? A time or 20. Just a time or 20.
1: Huh? We, Not, we all have, right? Yeah, sure.
0: Every one of us has. I, I know that um, a while ago you were you were running. Yep, and then you had some problems with your feet plantar fasciitis that yeah. wouldn't go away
1: for two years, and, and
0: so you've had a hard time uh, with the running. But mm-hmm. you've worked through that, and you found a way to stay active. I'm still walking, which I, walk I think is miles awesome. A day, so yeah, um, I know I've been injured and I've had injuries, yeah, but your shoulder and your hip. M- yeah, but much more often than injuries, Jeff. I have to admit, I've been sidelined by chronic cases of the lazies. ah
1: oh, dang. I hate right? when I get those.
0: <laughs> They're so hard to shake. Well, they are. But here's the thing. When you experience a setback, no matter what the reason, the tendency for all of us is to just kind of eh, maybe give up, right? Right, right. I've lost too much. I've gone too far away. It's not going to be possible for me to make it back. I think we've all experienced some of those thoughts. Sure. But according to an article that I
1: found in View On Magazine... Well, and if it's in View On, then it's got to be spot it's, on. It's, it's classic, like... Solid stuff. It's like Abraham Lincoln said, "You can trust it if it's you read it on the internet." That's what he said. Yeah, that one just never gets old.
0: It that one. just. Jeremy R. is <laughs> rolling on the floor with that one. <laughs> Actually, I found this one in a paper magazine. Wow, it wasn't online. So it's it old was school, in an actual magazine. Wow. Written by Laura Draskovic, and these are some things that she says that we need to do to get off of those setbacks. And get back okay. with the program, right? Get I'm back ready. on, pro, on yep. the program. So here, here are some things that she shared with us. Number one, find the lessons in the situation.
1: You know, I'm always wondering, what am I supposed to be learning from this? What am I supposed this? to learn from yeah. this,
0: right? I think that's a fair question that probably yep. we should all ask ourselves maybe even more often than yep. we do. But you do have a choice. You either bang your head against the wall or you look for a lesson that needs to be learned. So if health and fitness are big on your priority list and you have not been motivated to eat healthier or to get the exercise that we all need, mm-hmm. maybe it's a wake-up call to enlist some help or support. Yeah. You might consider hiring a personal trainer or a dietitian who may be able to help you reach your goals. If you are social, check out a sports league that you could join. Seeing other people active might motivate you to get moving. I know in our office, Jeff, we have an ongoing friendly competition that uh, I think helps motivate us and keep us going. And, you know, for us, I think that uh, we found the lesson that we're all competitive people. Well, and also if there's some (laughs) some money involved, then we're even more competitive. And if if there's an incentive involved, that makes it a a little bit uh, more attractive, right? Right. The next one she says, commit to leveling up your game. It has been said that you are the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. So that being said, if you spend your time with people who are active and start developing their good habits, you'll likely be active too. If your goal is to eat healthy, but you run around with a fast food friend or a group, you're probably not going to eat that healthy, right? Right. So surround yourself with positive people. Make it a habit to spend more time with those that you aspire to be and make that
1: commitment to leveling up your game. So I'm just thinking of the five people I spend the most time with would be my wife and four grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, this is all making perfect sense to me now. It's
0: all coming clear into focus, yeah. The next one she says, be consistent. This is a big one, right? Oh yeah, this this yeah. is a huge one. Falling off the wagon is no excuse not to try to make a more positive improvement in your life. Start small and work your way towards the habit you desire to create. Small, consistent habits lead to bigger successes. Mm-hmm. The key is to be consistent in the small steps. So after a weekend of falling off the health and wellness uh, wagon, you may not want to work out in the gym on Monday, but just go and do it. Being right. in the habit of showing up at the gym shows yourself that you're committed, and consistency really is the key to any kind of success. Right. You,
1: mean, you need to remember that that uh, procrastination is habit forming. It is. <laughs> it is right. It is. So you got to break past that right. and
0: get onto the again get onto the game plan, and even when it's hard, just move forward. Uh, the last thing that she says is acknowledge success along the way, yeah. no matter how big or small. And I, again, I think that one's a really mm-hmm. important one, almost as important as the consistency one. And it's one that we don't often allow ourselves to do. We don't, right? One step forward, no matter how small, is still a step in the right direction. That's right. We need to celebrate the small wins and those that keep the momentum going. Listen. The fact of the matter is, is that setbacks are going to happen. Yes. In one form or another, we're going to have setbacks. Mm-hmm. Do not let the guilt or the embarrassment of not following through on your goals prevent you from moving forward with positive habits. That's right. The key to success is not perfection, Jeff, but it is persistence. If yep. you want to live a life that we call the active life, you've got to keep going even when it's hard, even after failure, and maybe even especially
1: After failure Well yeah That's the only way You're really going to achieve it Is if you get up After you fall down
0: Here's the thing That I think we need to remember Small trip ups Do not make you a failure No They make you human Even big falls Don't make you a failure (laughs) They make you human Right Right I really like that The most goal oriented And dedicated people Slip on their habits too What separates them Isn't their willpower Or their motivation It's their ability To get back on track And quickly Mm -hmm. And just keep moving forward That's right So don't you quit I won't All right Today's guest is registered dietitian, Christy Benton. Christy received her Bachelor of Science in Dietetics and Food Administration from California State University, Long Beach. She's worked in the hospital. Wasn't that
1: the party school of California? No,
2: no, I'm afraid not.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. She's worked in a hospital dietetics much of her career and is now an outpatient dietitian at the Dixie Regional Live Well Center. And Christy, thank you for joining us again today.
2: It is always a pleasure to be here.
0: We've uh, we've had Christy on the show before. She always brings great information, and uh, yes, I'm anticipating that today will be no exception. So w- we want to get into some s- specific stuff with you, but I'm curious of what you think about those tips and tricks on getting over setbacks.
2: You were right on, or, or the, the author of that article. Yeah. Um, the consistency thing is one of the biggest habits you can get into. It's a predictor of success. It's a predictor of you getting back into the swing of things. It's a predictor of you advancing. It's picking yourself back up from the bootstraps or whatever the saying is and getting back in the game. Um, The consistency is very important. The other thing I find, and and you've uh, alluded to this, Is even when people are trying to make changes in their eating habits, whether it's weight loss or even putting on weight or just eating better. We call it lapse relapse and collapse. and uh, <laughs> I, li- I like that. Yeah, I but, see. you know, you got to catch yourself yeah. at the lapse. You know, it was a great weekend. We had a great time. But, you know, come back to Monday morning, you know, I'm back in my game plan. I want to, you know, make sure I'm eating well, getting my hydration, and and moving toward my goal of wellness. You know, we're going to have collapses. We're going to have relapses. When it's a final collapse, when you've gotten that far – it's a little tougher to get back into the game, but it's totally possible. But still possible. Absolutely.
0: Still possible. I, I think that's important for all of us to remember because it's, it's also
1: very easy to just stay there collapsed. Well, exactly. I, th- I think that we use the model of professional sports playoffs or, or college sports playoffs that, you know, one loss and you're out and, it's, and your season's over. But that's not the case in it's our not. lives, in the active life. As long as you keep getting back up and going, you are still in the game. Still moving forward,
2: absolutely. people pick themselves back up, and if they're not in the final competition, what are they doing? They're back in the in the gym, they're back in the coaching room, finding out what do they need to do next year to play it better. Let's get started on it now.
0: I love it now, you obviously um as a dietitian, you're dealing with people who are trying to eat better, and absolutely. again, like you said, whether that's lose weight, gain muscle mass, or just be healthier. Those are the areas that you're working on. And obviously, that's one of the most difficult areas in this whole health and wellness spectrum, right?
2: People will, don't give up their old habits easily. With it's food. Tough. We love our comfort foods and we love our you know, Saturday night treats.
0: Sure, sure. We, our we rewards. There rewards. There are rewards. There are rewards. Right?
2: We reward <laughs> ourselves with food and there certainly are other ways to do that. But yeah, we love food.
0: So that being the case and and knowing that we're going to have setbacks especially in that area what do you what's the thing that you find is most helpful to your clients to bounce back after they've been down
2: Well I think they have to recognize that they have fallen or they've they've made a setback that's number 1 is recognizing what's going on and that takes a consciousness and awareness of what you're eating on the well side so when you do slip from there you can say oh wait a minute this this is this is not where i want to go with this and take that few moments take that breath and then get back onto the the right direction make the next choice to be correct for you rather than lulling in that Mire of of sugar fudge, or whatever it is, you you've, you've oh, got to recognize. So no, it's not good. Okay. Not no, even no, no, for no, a bath. No, does, no, no, <laughs> no. no. I, I you like got to pick yourself back up and 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 move back in that direction that you know is is good for you.
0: I like I like that concept of consciousness on two levels. One is you do need to recognize that you know you made a mistake or or that that that. that the, the direction that you're going is not the right direction. I think that consciousness is important. The other side of it, too, that I think is just as important is to recognize that it's just a simple mistake. Right. Right. It's not the end of the world. Right. You need to be aware that, yeah, okay, I'm not, I'm not headed that, that healthy direction that I want to be, but I, I can, I can make those decisions.
2: Even if in the in the final state of collapse, it may take you a little bit longer to get out of there. But you were alluding to you know where you've been, you know what your yeah. goal is. If you keep that goal in mind, I think it's easier to say, Hey, look, this was, you know, a setback, a large setback, but I can do it. It was like you said, if you had a, a physical injury and you had to get over it, you still have to keep in mind that you were physically active at one time and you felt better and that's where you want to get so where Same you thing with end food. Up?
0: Awesome. I love it. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with Christy Benton, a registered dietitian, uh, talking a little bit about how to bounce back after a setback. Um, I want to get into uh, a little bit of a different topic. The Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, we we try to cater to a, a wide variety of people at different levels. But one of the people, one of the groups of people that we want to get to are the athletes, right. those who are competing, whether it's in the senior games or, or in any other competition. And I want to talk a little bit about fueling for success. So, you know, we, we talk a lot in uh, competition about practice and, you know, dedication and hard work and, you know, all those kinds of things. I think sometimes we forget the aspect of nutrition.
2: You You can't. If you're going to be a competitive athlete and truly be, you know, to the old phrase, on top of your game... You cannot ignore your nutrition. Your nutrition, your calories, your carbs are what's going to fuel you. If you're in any kind of uh, endurance sport or weight sport, the nutrition that you plan and consume is going to allow you to do better in that sport. You go in without fuel like you a don't car, have fuel. <laughs> you don't have fuel. You're gonna you're gonna run out before you're even close to the end of the game. So
1: you're saying it's a little bit like a formula Unru- Formula One racer using regular unleaded gas in their car, and and expecting high performance. You got it. Well, or even in some cases,
0: showing up to the race, the car race, and not even putting gas right, in not the engine. The tank, right? I, I, t- two quick stories on that um, that I think just illustrate that perfectly. My my mother-in-law several years ago decided she wanted to do a 50 mile bike ride. Um, I'd been kind of working on her and trying to get her to do the competition, but she just, that just wasn't her thing, but she was pretty active and she was in pretty good shape at the time. And, and she rode her bike a lot. And so I said, listen, we've got this event. Um, it's a ride. It's not a race. So you don't have to worry about that pressure and that stress. So, so let's go for it. And and she agreed and she signed up and it was exciting for all the family. And she went out and she rode that 50 miles and she never once stopped at the aid stations. Which she needed to do, right?
2: Yeah. But in, in oh her my, mind, yes.
0: in her mind she just thought I, I, I don't know, she thought I, I don't deserve the food because I didn't pay for it or she misunderstood. I don't I don't know what her deal was, or she was just trying to get a better time. I don't know, but she didn't stop. And by the time she got to the finish line, which she did make it, you know, kudos to her for just for just yeah. gritting she it out. It. She made it. Um but man, she was wiped out. She was really wiped out and she didn't take advantage of refueling her engine. Another really quick story, my, my mom has uh, ran a couple of races in the Huntsman World Senior Games, and um, the first year that she did it, she she got up in the morning and she didn't eat breakfast, and it made a difference. And that was that was kind of the way that she trained. She just she woke up in the morning, she would go for a run in the morning, and then she would come home and make herself breakfast. That was the way that she was training. But the day of competition, you really that adrenaline and that competition kicks in, and you exert more energy. And by the time, again, she she finished the race, but by the time she made it to the finish line, she was completely spent. So fueling is very important.
2: And you're bringing up a very good point with that one. If you're going to train for a particular event, part of that training is eating for that event. Makes sense, right? If, you know, if you're going to be training for the marathon, you want to also practice how you're going to fuel. You're going to be out on an abandoned road somewhere, there isn't going to be a maverick with what you think you're going to buy. <laughs> or
1: if the race, you probably won't have your wallet with you. You won't
2: have your wallet with you unless you have one of those cool shorts. But anyway. And if you um, do, maybe you shouldn't not the stop best anyways, choice. right? right. <laughs> not the best choice. But you have to be prepared. You have to know your race. You need to know the course. You need to know what's expected. You need to know if there's another event after your event. Maybe you're competing in two, which I'm sure some yeah. of our seniors are doing certainly more than one event in a day. And so knowing that pattern where your demands are going to be allows you to practice how you're going to fuel, what the break time is like, what's your hydration. So when you get into the competition, there's no surprises. You don't want to decide to do something new because somebody else decided to do it too. You want to do what you know is working for you.
0: I find it interesting just as a concept that this idea of nutrition it, it seems like so obvious that it's so important and yet it feels like it's kind of the last part of the game plan that people are really starting to understand i i know um uh jordan burroughs is an olympic wrestler uh world champion wrestler fantastic uh at, at what he does and and he talks regularly about how um for most of his career he's just gotten the room and he's just grounded out and he's you know made himself the best in the world, but it's just recently that he started to realize how important nutrition is. So so let's talk about that. Um, you you talked about practicing for training days versus competition days. is Is there a difference in the way that you would eat on a competition day versus a training day?
2: In a, in a sense, there is. Many folks will train shorter spurts, shorter runs, shorter sessions, and when they finally put it all together for the for the final day or the day of competition, there is a different timing. But if you are doing, for example, ten mile bike rides or or a ten mile run, you need to know how to fuel for that, and that's going to transfer over to your day of competition. Um, there's a lot of uh, of information out there a lot of you know anecdotal stories about people who train dry you know they're out there yeah. just letting everything kind of dehydrate and there's no fuel and then they figure when they get into the competition they're going to pump it up they're going to fuel and they will do better you're going to do better if you fuel through that training adjust your intake. You know, if you're not doing a 25-mile run, maybe it's only 10, you don't need to eat as much, but you do want to be thinking ahead. What am I going to be doing on the day of competition? And again, where where is my aid going to come from? How am I going to do it? So there is a little bit of difference. We don't seem to train our whole race, for example, on our training day. We do little pieces of it and then put it all together shortly before the big competition. But even in those short jaunts, Fuel, if it's endurance, you've got to get the fuel on board. You've got to get those carbs in there and see how you do
0: so So, how does counting calories fit into that? Is that something you recommend for athletes, or do you talk more about just the the actual quantity and quality of food?
2: I think it's more quality of food, and I'm going to throw out timing. I think okay. calories are very individual. You've got. Such a wide range of competitors out there and the different types of competition, whether it's uh, weight-related or endurance-related, you've got so many different aspects. So you have to fuel for your sport, body size, calorie burn, metabolic rate, How often are you training? All that's going to help you determine where your calorie demand is. Um, As simply as stated as it is, weight may be a very big indicator. If you're training and training and training, and for some folks, yeah, we want to drop that few pounds before the final competition. But if you're, you know, training for a marathon and you drop 30 pounds before you go out there and it's like, whoa, surprise, you didn't eat enough. Now you may (laughs) put yourself at risk when you finally get to that final race. So. Knowing where your weight needs to be, and again, highly elite uh, athletes know they know what their competitive weight is, where they need to be to do the best performance, and they will fuel and eat according to keep and get to that ideal weight for themselves. So I don't promote counting calories. I'm like, yeah, yeah like you need twenty four hundred or whatever. You need to eat to fuel, feel good, come back, recover, and be able to take uh, the next day of training in stride.
0: So. I love that. Um, I'm curious about you. You talked about timing. I'm curious about what do you eat, and then what is the timing? When is the best time? If you're if you're in the middle of a marathon, do you eat during the race? Do you eat before? Like, how does that all work out? And, and what are the foods that you recommend?
2: Well, certainly carbohydrates. If you're an endurance athlete, you're Well, okay, there's differences in today's athletes. I'm not going to go down that road. But, you know, uh, most of the time your carbohydrates are your best fuel for the endurance um, competitions. Okay. And I'm a big fan of fueling before the competition. It may not be. And an example, uh, St. George Marathon. You know, we've got that pasta dinner the night before. These people are pasting out. Yeah. But they're loading up some carbs. Again, I'm not going to recommend that if this is your first time and you decide to go Hog go out that they going out on the pasta and you don't get up in the morning, you've got to know what you're going to do. But you need those carbs beforehand. People who go out and can run 10 miles and they go, well, I don't eat, I don't fuel. You know, I will guarantee you that they will do better if they fuel. So you want to fuel before your event in and, some way. It and may are be, you
0: saying the day before yeah, or before? the morning of? Well, even or does the it day
2: before. If you're prepping okay. for an endurance, you want to carb up. But even on that day... Uh, the event, you're going to fuel before the event. Uh, depending on the length of the event, you may find it necessary to fuel during it, which, again, a lot of folks use the gels, the Gatorade, yeah. and so forth, where that carbohydrate is simple, goes in and gets burnt. Uh, certainly along that line, you're going to get hydrated if you're using something like a sports beverage. So during a lengthy competition, you have to fuel. Immediately afterwards, replenish get some water and get some food back in you the body is primed to restore its own glycogen store so before during and after know your event and fuel around it something we can certainly help you with at the livewell center
0: and I, I and I think you've you've hit on um, some really important points and and not the least of which is to know your event right know your a marathon event. is different than a softball tournament <laughs> yes uh, or a basketball tournament or you know, a wrestling. A, a wrestling match or whatever it is. So you need to understand that. So what happens if you don't adequately fuel your engine? What happens in, in our bodies? You
2: will not perform at your peak. That's one thing. Um, we know the studies are out there that the folks who fuel appropriately for a highly competitive event will do better, they last longer, it's a longer time to exhaustion, which for some of these longer events is a big advantage. Uh, along that same line, hydration. You know, we kind of think, well, I'm thirsty, I guess I'll get a drink. If you're hydrating during the event appropriately, you will sustain your mental ability to complete that event in a better form.
0: I think that's important as well to remember because, I mean, so much of our body is is made of water. And um, you know when we start depleting those stores, it affects everything from Absolutely. muscles to our brain activity, and you, you're not going to be as sharp as you need to be in the competition. Well, we're running um, a little short on time. If if you had one piece of advice that you might share with a competitive athlete, that's the most important thing to remember about nutrition, what might that be?
2: I think I'd come back to um, eat during training like you're going to eat during your competition. Know your event train your nutritional intake to match your event and carry it all the way through your final event.
0: I love that. If you're if you're training for a run, obviously you're going to run. If you're training for a bike ride, you're going to get on that bike. Uh, nutrition has to be a piece and a part of that training.
2: Support it. Yeah. When well, your body gets used
1: to a uh, rhythm. Right. And if you're if you change your rhythm just before you you're, you're, you're going to compete, you're going to throw yourself out of rhythm physically totally, as well. Totally. As, so it's important. You'll Perfect. be on the
2: side of the road in a heap. So, so.
0: <laughs> Christy, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Always fun to be here. Thank you, guys.
0: We really appreciate your time and, and uh, your expertise. So uh, we, we look forward to having you back sometime. Thank you. Jeff. Yes. This time of year, I always end the show with the same invitation. As well you should. Get registered for the Huntsman World Senior Games. Right? Right. Now is the time. As of this morning, we have over 6,300 registered participants, which is pretty high for this time of year. That is. That's really good. It's going to be a fantastic event, maybe even record-breaking, and you don't want to miss it. You want to be a part of it. So make sure that you visit SeniorGames.net and register for your choice of your favorite sport today. Today's the day to do it. SeniorGames.net. That's right. The 2018 dates for this year's games are October 8th through the 20th. And don't forget to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. That's anywhere. Including iTunes, Google, and Stitcher, as well as TuneIn and Spotify. It's easy to add us to your list of favorite podcasts. Just search for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Hit that subscribe button, and every time we release a new episode, you will be notified. Once you've subscribed, give us a rating and write a quick review. It really helps us spread the word out there. That's right. Another cool way to listen to the podcast, Jeff, I just discovered this a few weeks ago, is to simply ask your smart speaker to play it. So you can ask Siri, Alexa, or your Google Home device to play the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life podcast, and it'll play the most recent episode, and that's a cool way to listen to the show. If you have an idea for a show or a question for us, shoot us an email at life at seniorgames.net. And Jeff, our inspirational thought for the day comes from Stephen Hogan. He says, you can't have a million-dollar dream with a minimum wage
1: work ethic. That's true. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.